0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Matt Report. As always, I'm your host, Matt. And this is the show where we talk to real WordPress entrepreneurs from all walks of life. Designers, developers, marketers, bloggers, authors. They join the show to teach us how they did it so that they can help us in our journey with WordPress and making a living using WordPress. If you haven't watched the show, where the heck have you been? It's the number one WordPress podcast in the world. Uh, So do tune in. Do check me out on iTunes. MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe. Today, joined by Adam Warner. Adam, how are you?
1: I'm great, man. How are you? Great. Uh, So you are
0: co-founder, lead handshaker of Foo Plugins. Give folks the two-minute elevator pitch, who you are, what you
1: do. Uh, Well, uh, as you said, I'm uh, co-founder of Foo Plugins along with Brad Vincent, uh, known primarily for the site Themergency.com. And we have created Foo Plugins and that came from an initial plugin that we created called Foo Box uh, back in June of 2012. So uh, Foo Plugins is a plugin marketplace where we have our own uh, paid and free plugins, WordPress and jQuery. And uh, we are just Days away from announcing officially the open marketplace for third-party developers. Uh, we are working with a few developers now to get them on board and uh, cutting through all the technical details to make everything work as we want it. Uh, and Foo Plugins aims to be uh, the largest plugin marketplace.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's not just WordPress. Uh, it's also jQuery. Are you planning on opening up to different uh, to other uh, plugins for other platforms? <laughs>
1: Uh, at this point, no. We're focused primarily on WordPress and jQuery because that's our uh, specialties. Mm. Uh, but it's uh, other other platforms is not out of the question, but that's probably down the road, at least a year or two.
0: Awesome. Uh, this is a special show. This is a show where I want to. We're going to really dive into uh, the revenue. Uh, what folks uh, can make in the WordPress plugin and theme marketplace. Um, we, I tweeted out and I reached out to some folks uh, in the audience to, to find anyone who's making uh, over 5000 a month in revenue with either theme sales or plug-in sales, uh, you reached out. Um, I picked that number sort of thinking, hey, the, the, the solopreneur, nice round number might be sixty grand a year to make, uh, so make a, a decent living. Um, so you're going to share some of those numbers later on. So folks, stay tuned for that. Um, So how did you get into WordPress? Where did you find, uh, you know, what was your aha moment to know that WordPress was a business?
1: Well, it was uh, back in 2004, uh, shortly after WordPress became WordPress. uh, I had always been doing little side businesses here and there and working full-time, as many of us do, and try to ride the line between both. Uh, And uh, I was running a business uh, making DVD memorial videos for a few local funeral homes that I partnered with. And uh, I had been building my own sites uh, prior to that straight up. Uh, you know, hand typing everything HTML, and um, I was looking for something to get into the blogging space because I heard you could drive traffic that way and and uh, you know get customers. Uh, so I started looking around at Hakari and Joomla, and then I found WordPress. And uh, WordPress, the the UI just spoke to me; it it made sense to me more than the other uh, platforms. So I started experimenting with that, and then ended up moving that uh... dvd memorial site to wordpress and uh... back in two thousand four like i said it was all about blogging so you had plugins that did certain things and had a lot of um things that didn't work uh... and things that worked. so it's been a long journey from there until now uh... and through my experience i started blogging about Using WordPress and how to do certain things. When I figured things out, uh, I experimented with making my own themes and making my own plugins, uh, and that has all transitioned into now Foo plugins. Uh, and I'm a firm believer that one step leads to the other, and that uh, you have to continually learn uh, and adapt. Uh, and so that's what that's what's happened.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you started out, you bring up a good point. You have to learn. You have to adapt. There's a lot of experiences that. Uh, folks think that they, um, you know, m- might not hit or, or might not even need to worry about like running a business, cash flow, things like that. I mean, when you st- when you started out, were you were you thinking, hey, I, I want to create this revenue stream, this cash flow? Was that on the map, or was it just like, hey, I'm just looking for business to keep me?
1: I- no, it, it absolutely wasn't on the map when I first started. Uh, I started with a site called WordPressModder.org and I uh, had to change the domain name years ago to WPModer.com. and uh, my, my intent then was really just to share uh, tutorials and give back to the community because I found so much help on WordPress.org and the forums and uh, through other people doing the same thing with uh, uh, writing about how they were doing certain things. Uh, and so once that site got built up I started taking on client work building websites for family and friends and then that transitioned into larger client sites and uh, along that road uh, I started thinking well how how can I monetize this right so I tried Adsense I tried um, selling individual ads to individual people uh, and various other techniques and I was never really happy with the monetization techniques that were out there because I didn't want to dilute my content and and put it out there and say hey I'm just trying to make a buck Uh, so I had this internal battle for years with how to monetize my WordPress stuff aside from client work uh, how to monetize my WordPress Websites without being the you know snake oil salesman marketer type of guy, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a few years ago it it finally clicked that uh, I could do things in an honest and open way, uh, and and make money at it, and and that was kind of my aha moment uh, where when I when I learned that you can do things. Uh, the right way Mm. instead of trying to trick people, as a lot of marketers do. Yeah, Yeah.
0: well, no, and and we talked uh, early on in the show about, or before the show about this. There's a lot, uh, so here's my 30-second rant with WordPress, that the barrier is so low to get into WordPress, to install WordPress, set up some themes and some plugins that, that we see some really poor solutions out there. Whether in the client service space or even in the plugin theme space, and then there's some like malicious stuff going on in the theme and plugin space that people have to be aware of. Um, that uh, yeah, you people that are starting out looking to find the business using WordPress, they're going to run into that snake oil markety you know, build a list for a penny and, you know, spam to a thousand people and and sell your digital product, all that fun stuff.
1: Right. And that, uh, if if I could just interject that, that comes down, I think, to the intent of the person who wants to use WordPress for anything. If your intent is to use WordPress because you know it's easy to do and you can sell stuff to people easily, then you're not, you're not taking the right approach. If you're in it for the money, that's not the, the right place to be. Uh, th- I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with an entrepreneurial type of person saying, well, I can use WordPress to leverage this, but it's really about the intent on having a good product or service and leveraging WordPress to do that.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. So you say you, your aha moment kind of clicked a couple years ago. Uh, do you remember that first sale uh, through the through the official Foo Plugins site.
1: Well, uh, it was pre-Foo Plugins. Okay. Uh, so I had started my, my first main uh, monetization after the ads and things didn't work out was to use WordPress Multi-Site, and it was known as MU back then, mm-hmm. to create a blogging community, and it was called Indie Lab. Mm-hmm. And what I did was provide blogs for uh, artists, photographers, musicians, that sort of thing, and it was all free. And then I upsold them on extra space on the server, or I would sell them a custom themes that I had some partners that were making or even some uh, turning on premium plugins, that sort of thing. Uh, And that was going very well. And uh, part of the hard lesson that I learned was I didn't focus on security and I didn't focus on hosting. So that site got hacked and bad. There was porn links everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we had uh, upwards of 5,000 sites on there and the money was coming in. I was still working full time, but uh, rather than... um, Continue with trying to fix it. There weren't services like security. Uh, the hosts were hit or miss on whether they could help you or not. I decided to kill the site and regroup, refocus, and start again. Wow. So the, yeah, it was.
0: The uh, wow, I, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that story. That's an interesting yeah. story. I mean, I, do you mind sharing how how what the revenues numbers were like with that with that company?
1: Uh, this was about in probably 2007, 2008, I think. And I was making about 2,500, uh, a month, uh, on that. So it was a nice little, uh, nest egg to have. Um, I didn't put as much away as I should have. I was kind of, I was so excited that I was making money and, uh, that I, I kind of just went haywire with, the, uh, you know, the money and, and I didn't buy anything Mm -hmm. expensive, but I, I was comfortable, you know, so it, it, it helped. And, um, and it was hard to let that go, but after a couple of weeks of dealing with trying to clean it up and, and looking on forums and trying to get help from people, uh, it, I, I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't make sense that I would just kill the site that was uh, making that much revenue. But That was my um, next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it was more just a gut feeling and intuition. And at, at the same time, I was working for a subsidiary of Amazon, and I was really trying to focus on on that position and trying to move up there. And I guess what I did is I made the decision de- decision that uh, maybe it was too hard or there was too much risk, so I was going to climb the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, and and it's still when I think about it today, I think, well, what if I would have just continued with that? Would that would, would would that have been hugely successful? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did but you I just, chalk it up to a lesson. Did you just lesson.
0: kill it off or did you sell the property?
1: No, no. I just killed it. Wow. Yeah. What, how, it doesn't matter.
0: How did you deal with the customer feedback with that?
1: Well, it, I, it took a, a few months, and there was a lot of apologetic emails, and I, I made a lot of refunds, to tell you the truth. Um, so it was basically, hey, this happened, we're working to try and fix it, and I'm really sorry, and then there was a series of those, and uh, basically, that was kind of the beginning of the transparency uh, aspect of running your own online business, uh, because before then, I was always behind the scenes. I wasn't you know my name was never out there and i was uh, the uh, indie lab manager that kind of thing uh so i basically just uh, took a big gulp and and took my medicine you know mm. uh and and there was uh, obviously some people that were upset but at that time there were other platforms to move to mm-hmm. uh and we did some exports of uh, of several of the sites there as best as I could, um, being that it was multi-site and there, there was no easy way to export and I got some help with that. Uh, but I basically used the built-in export tools to give people their posts and, and content and that sort of thing. So, um, it wasn't pleasant, uh, but it was definitely a learning experience for, for me and, and probably for some of our customers too. Yeah. Was, yeah.
0: Um, I want to dive into, into, your, into your, your gut feelings with that because it's a very interesting story. When you decided to say, you know what, I'm just going to kill this, or when you knew that the impact of whatever happened, the spamming and the viruses and stuff like that, was it like, oh, man, I, you know, shucks, I'm losing this 30000 a year revenue? Or was it like, this is, the, this is what I was really trying to build, and now it's all burning to the ground? <laughs> what, what, was, what was the gut feeling when it was kind of collapsing? Was it like, hey, I got a full-time job. It's Okay. Uh-
1: well, it was a little bit of both. Um, not the full-time job thing, but you know, the the revenue was awesome. Uh and but it, again, it it wasn't about the money. My intent was more to give people the tools to get their stuff out there, right? And I'm not some altruistic guy. We all need to make revenue, you know. I I'm, I'm not trying to come off like that, but um it was more uh it was more I've learned my lesson I need to focus more on the technical side of things instead of just using this tool to put this out there and then uh, succeed at it. You know, so I guess the realization came with I couldn't do it all myself. That was a big one uh, because you, once you learn that that's happening, and you are focused one hundred percent on trying to fix things, and and things just aren't working out for you, uh, for me in my case, and uh, it, it just. I, I I probably just got to the end of my rope with mm-hmm. I I can't do this you know and, and if I can't do it the right way mm-hmm. then it's probably not worth moving forward mm-hmm. you know I, in retrospect I probably could have taken a couple of months off and then reintroduced the site and hired some people to do it right but again that was part of the lesson of not putting money back into the business uh, as much as I should have uh, with uh, hiring you know, developers and security people and that sort of thing. So again, uh, it was a lesson learned and maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but uh, I think it worked out well uh, in the long run.
0: Is there one thing that you'd take away from that that you think if you just did this one thing differently, it would have saved that business?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. The the Well, it was a couple of things. First, getting a host that uh, was f- more focused on security, which was kind of tough. There was no WordPress managed hosting at that time. Uh, security plugins were few and far between as far as being robust. Uh, but that would be the number one thing. Focus on protecting your business. Uh, so an online business, a website is just like any storefront. You have to have surveillance cameras and security uh, uh, uh uh, you know you have to have locks and uh, locks on the doors and maybe security guard and that sort of thing so if that was uh one lesson uh from the whole thing, it was to focus on the uh, secure securing the business mm.
0: that's uh you know hey it's it 's a great point especially when you're when you 're dealing with infrastructure it's it's really what your what your product is based on i mean the the outside of it 's just the front end, but really what keeps it up and running is is the host and definitely for those folks that are out there that are doing this kind of business, definitely be aware of that. Well, we could wrap up the show with that because people have just learned <laughs> a tremendous amount because, uh, fail- I, you know, I, I hate to put it this way, but failures are our best lessons, right? Absolutely.
1: Um, a firm believer in that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm drafting up a, a post for WP Daily right now, and, I, and I'm talking about I've never really learned anything of immense value with a really good client, right? Client comes in, they pay on time, we do an awesome job, they love the product, product they're out the door that's what I'm supposed to do. I haven't really sure, learned anything. Right. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> and I, that's the words I use. Easy peasy in, my, in yeah. my article. It's when you stumble and fail, like you forget something in a contract or uh, you know, their expectations were not your expectations, and then you learn from these experiences. So safe to say that that probably planted the seed for FooBox, or, or excuse me, food plugins. Take us down. Now, now you said, hey, I, I've kind of crashed and burned over here. I'm gonna do things the right way when I get into into the to the marketplace
1: yeah so uh, after that experience and uh, again that was several years ago I I scaled back I focused on my corporate job and one thing led to another I was still doing client work and and that sort of stuff and then I thought well um, I need to start creating my own products so that was another aha moment was client work is tough Right, there's a lot of time involved in uh, your initial conversations, proposals, back and forths, um, specs, all that jazz. And it, when I was working full time and trying to do that on the side, uh, you know, that digs into your family life, as probably you know and a lot of people listening know. So the the, the aha moment was I need to create a product. And because of my experience with Indie Lab. Uh, that product wasn't necessarily going to be a full-on website. So I experimented with uh, another site I have called WP Pro Business and I experimented with some membership options. So I had content just for members, I had some video tutorials, that sort of thing, but when I really got started with making revenue was when I created a PDF document and a series of videos on how to install WordPress multi-site on Hostgator, how to configure and install. So uh, with that product, I put it on the Warrior Forum uh, because I didn't really. I had quite a following, but not as uh, many multi-site specific people as I as I wanted. So I experimented with Warrior Forum, and as you know, there's uh, a lot of good and bad on the Warrior Forum. Uh, probably safe to say mostly bad, and I don't want to make anybody angry if they're war- warriors. But yeah, for for, for folks
0: that don't know, because I I. I Think that maybe my audience might not know about Warrior Forum because they're coming into it from either a freelancer, developer, designer—not so much the marketing and business side of things. So Warrior Forum, great place for, or great uh, sort it of. It is like,
1: a, it is a great place, but yeah. you have to kind of weed through yeah. some of the not so pleasant stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's is-
0: you know, it's like uh, you know, it's I, I envision it like the uh, Denzel Washington movie. God, I can't remember it's just going over my head right now, but it's like a it's almost like a wasteland of frontier like right you know journeymen all of a sudden you walk into a bar and you and you find the the real good guys or the real bad guys um, <laughs> yeah. but it's a great place for like you know learning some SEO tactics inbound marketing stuff uh all that fun stuff, but sorry go yeah.
1: ahead. Yeah, no, well, so so the Warrior Forum is an internet marketing forum where you can, of course, learn a lot of stuff. And I, I spent months reading uh, people's opinions on how to do different things, basically how to market your product, whatever it was. It doesn't have to be WordPress-based. It could be anything. And uh, uh, so then you can you can put a, a thread on that forum that sells your product, right? So you see a lot of mile-long sales letters and then a buy now button, and then it's all about getting people into your process flow and uh, having upsells and downsells and this and that. So I experimented with that, with that uh, product and started making sales and starting getting a lot of positive feedback. And, and I think the positive feedback was due to the fact that my intent was really to teach people, not just to throw a pot, a product out there and make some money. Right? So, that experience was really helpful in, um, becoming transparent even more because with that system, you get people onto your email list and then you can market other products to them and that sort of thing. And in that journey, I had gotten on geez, probably over a hundred marketers lists and started really looking at the emails they sent uh, and if they were really providing value. And Some were and some were not at all. They would just send you an email every day with some other affiliate link. So I took the approach to be transparent. I started sending emails uh, about once a week with updates on what I was doing about my other sites about the product and and some about my personal life uh, with the uh, the advent of uh, my wife's pregnancy and then the birth of our son and and that sort of stuff and it it really became about creating trust uh, between myself and people who purchased my product so fast forward a little bit to June of 2012 well It was probably February of 2012. I was working on a client site, and he had a Gravity Forms installation, and he needed some customizations to Gravity Forms. And I got on the Gravity Forms forum and was helped by this guy named Brad, who I'd never met before, but he was super helpful. And then we took the conversation offline, and I said, can I just hire you because obviously you know exactly what you're doing, and I don't, and I need your help. And uh, that was Brad Vincent. And uh, after that job, we uh, we continued talking. I had a lot of plug-in ideas, and I'm more again like the marketing side of things and the community outreach and that sort of thing. And he's a straight-up code monkey programmer guy, um, but he has a lot of good marketing knowledge too. So um, we. Commiserated on uh, uh, some jQuery stuff that he had, and I had this idea to make images more social, and that was the advent of Foobox, which is a responsive image uh, lightbox plugin that also has a social social sharing layer built in. And we released that in June of 2012 on its own site. Uh, and and, and uh, it it's gone well, and that was kind of the beginning of our business partnership.
0: Mm-hmm. How much was uh, the you sell, or how much were you selling the plugin for at the time?
1: Uh, well, we have three license levels, personal, multi, and business. And we we initially launched it on Warrior Forum to get a good customer base. And we had a – I think we started at $9 for just the personal license, and then it went on a dime sale, which the price increases with every so many sales, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, another marketing tactic uh, – to create um, scarcity, that sort of thing, which I wasn't really into. But because I had just done my launch on Warrior Forum, I was all about doing it. Uh, so we created our customer base there, and then we uh, have our normal prices, which are 27 for personal, 47 for multi-site, which is between one and five sites, and then the business, which is unlimited websites that you own or for your clients for 97.
0: Mm-hmm. How was that Warrior launch? When I interviewed Travis Ketchum of um, Contest Domination, I mean, he did like 15,000 uh, gross in that in his first launch. Uh, same, same similar results for you?
1: No, absolutely no. not. Uh, so when you launch on Warrior Forum, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of things involved to get you Those kind of numbers. Uh, I think our launch was probably about 3,200 total. And it really depends on... Um, if you do a, uh, an affiliate pre-launch where you notify your list and of course that depends on how big your email lists are. If you have 10,000 people then you know that's a pretty good start and you get affiliates on and then they start creating the buzz and then uh, a, several days later you have the launch and it's discounted and that sort of thing and then you've got all the Warrior Forum affiliates coming on uh, to promote your product because they see it's kind of the big, the next big thing. So it was about 3200 give or take uh, for that but then we did a little back-end marketing uh, through the emails uh, with similar products that we believed in Uh, so it was a good learning experience but uh, excuse me I don't think we'll be launching anything on Warrior Forum uh, for a while because we wanted to really go off on our own and create our own brand uh, with FooBox first but now we've done that with Foo plugins Mm.
0: what's the uh, is it it the Bad taste in your mouth from having to deal with affiliates. Uh is it just not the right uh fit for like support? You know, they're they're going out and reselling it and God knows how they're pitching this uh product to other folks. I mean, did you get a lot of kickback from you know the end user from the affiliate saying, hey, this isn't exactly what I wanted, it's not doing what I want, how can you help me install this?
1: Well, it's a little bit of everything really. Um so first of all, there the the, the revenue that we brought in and the time that we've spent developing the plugin previous uh, together didn't really... So really, we, we were in the red, right? So all the money and time we spent developing, and, and it's mostly time, um, didn't account for, for that revenue, right? So, But then, of course, you do have um, that specific market. There's a lot of people looking for really low price stuff, and a lot of freebie seekers so that created a lot of support overhead with hey can I upgrade this for free because I bought it the personal license um, which you know is not necessarily I'm not downing anybody but that's not the business model we were after um, and then of course like you mentioned you do have affiliates that are promoting things maybe not in the way that you want them to right so they can make they can promise the world and then a customer buys it and they come back to us and say, Hey, it doesn't do this. And we say, well, if you read our description page, it's not supposed to. Uh, so, yeah. well, so-and-so told me this. So um, it it wasn't a bad experience and, and I'm not downing the word for him at all. It's a, it's a great place to get started, but, but that's what I think it is a place to get started mm. with your own products.
0: Yeah. yeah and, and actually now the analogy has popped back into my head. It's more like, Star Wars, when Darth Vader is in front of all the bounty hunters looking to go after Han Solo, and you've got 15 different bounty hunters, and they're all going to go after him in their own unique way, and they're all going to kill each other and then try <laughs> yeah. to get yeah. there. It's almost yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a free for all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, so let's get into, uh, fast forward into building out uh, the products that you have today. Um, how many products do you have? and let's talk about the monthly revenue that you're seeing with that.
1: Okay, so we launched Foo plugins officially at WordCamp Miami uh, in April 5th of this year. Uh, There was a lot of time spent, of course, building the site out. Uh, So we have eight products that we launched with. Uh, Some are jQuery, some are WordPress plugins, Uh, some are free, some are paid. There's four free, four paid and some of those were specifically developed for Foo plugins like Social Wiggle Lite and Social Wiggle Pro Uh, but we also have Foo Bar, jQuery and WordPress and then Foo Bar Pro and that was a plugin that Brad has had on Code Canyon for quite a while. Uh, That is currently being transitioned into the payment system of Foo plugins and um, of course we've just now moved Foo Box into Foo plugins as well uh, for our launch. So. The Some of the costs associated with launching Foo plugins, of course, was time spent first figuring out, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but first we had to figure out the correct host that we wanted. Uh, we ended up going with WP Engine. Uh, and then we had to figure out what theme we wanted to use. We went with a theme by Jake Pudo. Uh, and then we had to figure out what plugins we wanted to help power the back end and specifically e-commerce stuff. So we've lo- we looked at a bunch of them, uh, we have all both used several of them, but we decided on easy digital downloads by Pippin uh, because there was a lot of ex- extensions there that uh, we could leverage. And we do have some extensions planned for, for EDD as well. And we really liked the openness of his community, of his developer community. And I'm sure you're aware that uh, he's got, I don't know, 40-plus developers in uh, on his Trello boards and stuff. And uh, so so we had to make everything work. We we launched on April fifth, and the the thing we were going for mostly was not really revenue right away. We were going for brand identity, right? So we wanted people to know we existed. So we 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 asked people to tweet it and Facebook it, and you know all the attendees of WordCamp and that sort of thing. So um, and then on the other side of that, we still had FooBox on its own domain where it had been since June. So um, part of the leveraging of FooBox was, uh, uh, excuse me, part of the leveraging of that domain was to make sure all of those customers knew about Foo plugins as well. So the revenue uh, for the first month of the Foo plugins launch kind of is mixed with the continual revenue of GetFooBox, right? So uh, so when GetFuBox first launched after the Warrior Forum, we were at about uh, probably in between eight and nine hundred a month, uh, and then we started getting larger affiliates on. Uh, we have uh, integrated with NextGen Gallery, so we got some guys from NextGen that. Uh, became aware of FooBox and it works great with their customers. So we get a lot of uh, traffic and revenue from them. Uh, and every month it's grown. So right now we're doing about $5,500 a month with FooBox and uh, Social Waggle Pro. And FooBar is kind of uh, out there too. So really the bread and butter is FooBox right now. We have, geez, we have probably two dozen different plugins planned that are half developed and a couple of, of, of them are getting really close to being developed. Uh, so uh, it, does that answer your question? Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to go on too long. So <laughs> take us back. You went from roughly, so you had your launch. You did about 3200 bucks in revenue. You mm. went uh, from, from there. It was a steady uh, uh, recurring revenue of, let's say a thousand bucks a month now we're at fifty five hundred um, what was the time frame between those from the launch to about what you're doing now it's about
1: a uh it was June two thousand and twelve to April when we launched food plugins so we're we're approaching a year
0: mm mm-hmm. and your sort of your month to month growth uh what was that spurred by was it uh s e o search stuff uh word of mouth or was it more affiliate linking and and growing it that well
1: It was really a mix of everything, and if there's one thing I'd like uh, people with their own themes or plugins or other WordPress-related products to know, it's uh, one important part of your business is community outreach, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to SEO everything so you get good search results or the best you can, but it's really about community outreach and making sure that people know about you, right? So I've been in the WordPress community for a long time. Um, I'm on Twitter promoting all the time without trying to be too promotional. Uh, But we also gave a lot of stuff away, contests and that sort of thing. Uh, And building the affiliates, we tried to specifically target different services and plugins. With FooBox that they worked with, that we knew had large communities. So Next Gen Gallery is a perfect example of that. Uh, we're I don't want to give their numbers, but they're by far the largest affiliate uh, every month. And out of that fifty five hundred gross, um, we're we're paying a good amount to about th- probably about three or four larger affiliates. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, part of the growth has been, of course, getting people to blog about it, to share on social networks, and making sure that support is a one uh, and 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 as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first launched Foodbox, um Brad and I were doing support ourselves, and and both of us were working at the time. Well, I wasn't working. I had actually quit my job and uh, and focus more on this uh so so support we wanted to make sure was good and we get a lot of good feedback from support and we've had some some headaches with different systems that we've used but um uh, uh so support and making sure you integrate with other services and making sure you're out there talking to people just send an email to to someone that you respect in the community and say hey i this is who i am and this is what we've got and i wonder if you have any use for it here's a free copy if you like it you know maybe you can help us promote
0: sure What's uh what are you using to to track your affiliates and, and do your affiliate sales?
1: Well, we started on, on get Box, We, we started with our affiliate program with E Uh, so Brad was familiar with eJunkie. He had used it before. And so we have our affiliates signed up, uh, through eJunkie through get Box, and also our payment system there. Um, because eJunkie hasn't really updated their system in a long time. About and there's 17 no years. Yeah. And there's no really good backend for affiliates or, or, um, publishers. Uh, we've decided to move that and we did. So when we, uh, Built Foo plugins. That was one of the things we wanted to focus on as well. So we again we're using Easy Digital Downloads, but we're also using the Affiliates Pro plugin and the EDD integration with that. So we're actually probably about a day away from migrating uh, all of our Get Foobox users to Foo plugins, and that's another lesson to be learned is when you switch platforms it's going to create some headaches so take some time and try to get the right one right off the bat Mm. Uh, so um, because we have to transfer license keys we built our own licensing system in um, and uh, all that stuff needs to be transferred but we're we're almost there so
0: nice Um, so you know roughly a year we go back to the launch you're doing you know you're 5x where you're at when you started, if not a little bit more. Uh, Growth is still going to come as you're launching new product. Um, Take people down. So that was great. That was fun. We're on the top of the rainbow. But now tell tell people uh, cash flow, reinvesting into the company. Uh, Like you said early on, you you didn't reinvest that money um, from the first business. How are you reinvesting the money now, managing cash flow with support folks, if if you're hiring support folks, and, and just r&d for new new products
1: right well that's that's one of the things that brad and i decided early on as soon as we started getting enough revenue to warrant it we wanted to put it right back into the business so the large portion of all the revenue we make goes right back into the business now there's a lot of costs associated with it uh... our hosting again was with wp engine which is uh, pricier than most hosting because of all the benefits you get from that Uh, We had to set up a legal business between my LLC and brads.co or .cc, which is he's in South Africa. And then we had to create a Uh, an LLC partnership business between both of our businesses because he's international and I'm in the U.S. Uh, Well, I guess we're both international. And uh, so there was some costs associated with going to see an accountant uh, several times to kind of hash things out and see how we are going to do things. Uh, There was costs associated with setting up the different bank accounts with the the PayPal uh, Pro and the, the Flow system there. No, we pay monthly for that. Uh, we also use Google Apps uh, for our email, so there's costs associated with that uh, we've got uh, I've got some notes here uh, yeah. we We went from using a support system called Freshdesk, which is awesome, but for the integrations we wanted to do, uh, the technical stuff, we ended up going with Help Scout, which uh, you've probably seen a few articles around lately about Help Scout. Especially uh, uh, Yoast uh, uh, posted something uh, pretty in depth about that, how they switched, and and that is a cost uh, and then of course uh, the premium themes and plugins so we had some initial setup costs, but then the ongoing stuff are these monthly services that we have to deduct from the gross and then of course things like marketing right so we we are pushing this year to sponsor several different word camps uh, we've also just become a sponsor of Pressnomics this year oh, out great. in uh, Chandler Arizona I'm really excited about that I've met Joshua Striebel a couple of times yeah, he's I a get cool out. guy yeah, you should, man. It's, uh, it's, it should be good. Yeah. Uh, so, so then, um, again, Brad and I were both doing support. So several months ago, before uh, Foo Plugins launched, we knew we had to get a support person to at, at least act as the first line of defense. Uh, and along with that comes a lot of documentation, FAQs, a lot of time spent doing that. So we did hire a support person. He's an awesome guy. His name is Matt Cromwell, and uh, he is our support solutions manager. Uh, and we we met him in person. Well, I met him in person in Miami for the first time uh, the day before we launched Foo Plugins, and he had been doing support. So there's a cost associated with uh, paying for, for his services. Uh, so there's a lot of costs involved yeah. uh, so so it's about you you can't just take this this money and then grow right, right. so uh so really, what we take home is is not all that much uh, and we've got a, a couple other developers that help us with with some stuff too so um so it's not all uh, uh tulips and roses oh, yeah. I think is or not yeah. tulips, but it's not all roses as you said earlier yeah. but it's it's really. We've transitioned more from, hey, this is our cool paid plugin. I hope you like it, and I hope it does well for your site, to this is a real business, and we need to treat it like one. Yeah. So,
0: um, if, if, yeah. I mean, you are standing next to your former self saying, this is what you should have been doing. <laughs> this is exactly. what you should have focused on. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's great for, for folks jumping into, our, into the WordPress market to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to make some extra revenue on you know, putting together a theme or a plug-in. And that's fun, and that's great, I'm making a couple thousand, but if you're not focused on the long game, then, potentially, you run into the hiccups like you ran into, where you had to kill off the business, or, or other things crop up. But then when you actually say, okay, time to scale, time to mm-hmm. quit the day job and turn this into a business, it's not just, I'll just make another product and sell, and my, my you know naturally my revenue will go up. No, no, no. <laughs> there are costs legal right. costs bank costs accounting costs operational costs um, and the one thing that folks don't realize as little as it costs to let's say pay for base camp or subscribe to fresh books or whatever those all start to add up these little incremental costs go from hey sure. it's only 20 bucks to hey now I'm paying 500 a month for all these different <laughs> that services what the right. hell just happened here but, know, they're so, bucks, right? Right? <laughs> but
1: they're all only 20 bucks right they're all only 20 bucks <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, interesting, uh, interesting, um, uh, dilemma, economic dilemma that, uh, that we find ourselves in with SaaS products because yeah, they all are cheap and they do a lot of great stuff, but they're all doing a lot of great things, you know, very finite and it's just all stacking up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So well that
1: comes great. that that comes that also speaks to having a good plan when you go in, right, so you mentioned well i 'll just create another product and and that 's what a lot of what you see in the the marketing world is people create products one a week, you know a pdf ebook that they sell for five or ten bucks or whatever, and that takes in my opinion that takes a lot more work than Focusing on one thing and growing one product and or one platform, right? So uh, you end up spinning your wheels a lot, and then you're always looking for the next best thing instead of focusing on the thing that you do have and making it the best it can be and yeah. solving people's problems.
0: Yeah, no, I totally totally agree. Uh, I just got a couple more questions before we wrap up the formal interview. Do you see your business as a million dollar business?
1: Absolutely we do uh, again that goes back to the business plan so Brad and I um, w- we skype all the time and we writ- wrote up a um, a, s- a loose outline of where we wanted the business to go it came from discussions and ongoing dis- excuse me discussions and brainstorms but we've decided on three phases of our business so phase one was to release our own plugins on foo plugins and get everything migrated and transferred and working as we wanted to the second phase of that business was to open the marketplace to third-party plugin developers and again that's uh we're going to make an announcement on friday uh the may 18th at WordCamp austin about that and uh have our first third-party plugin developer on there we're very excited about that um it's it's a well-known plugin and a well-known guy and some quality stuff so that is phase two and of course you've got all these moving parts kind of going as you're doing these different phases uh, with the continuation of our own products and that sort of thing and then phase three uh, will be I can't say too much about it uh, but phase three will be more of a saAS based system uh, and and uh, the the long term plan is definitely to to be a million dollar company and and more so but it's going to take a lot of work and and to scale as we Kind of mentioned earlier it's going to take a lot of reinvesting because we're going to need to build a team a larger team we have a team now but a, a much larger team of people to make sure that we're servicing uh, our products and our customers in the right way
0: yeah and folks don't get uh you know don't get uh bedazzled by the fact that we're saying hey we want to make, make a million dollar business and the next time i have adam on he's going to be sitting on a yacht you know talking about the next plugin. No. You, right you need the, you need that kind of money right you need that kind of revenue to build a team hire these people and reinvest and then sure. and then and the more you're scaling the more your costs are going to increase so your fresh books at 20 bucks will no longer exist cuz you'll need an accountant who's going to be 50,000 a year or 60,000 whatever it is exactly uh, so the, these yeah. numbers although they sound great especially to freelancers there's uh There's a real necessity to to have this cash flow and this income to build something great.
1: Yeah. And Matt, if I could just add really quick, one of the lessons I've learned is that one thing always leads to another, right? So I don't want to get too ethereal here, but I'm really a believer in in having your vision and you know making a vision board or manifesting your own destiny, right? So if you shoot for two thousand a month, that's all you're going to attain. If you shoot for a million dollar plus business, then well, you might make two hundred thousand or five hundred thousand, or you might make a million. But if you if you limit your vision, you're going to limit your ability to grow. Mm. Um, and, and 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 one thing does not always. Become the last step. Every every little bit of my journey with my own websites and and then my own products and that sort of thing has been a stepping stone to the next thing, and I firmly believe that uh, Foo plugins and then the the additional services we have planned are also stepping stones to to the next product or service or uh, whatever we we decide to produce. So. Mm. Uh, believing is the key
0: that's tremendous <laughs> tremendous I mean I'm I'm done I'm done that is it? That, you know, that, what a way to end a uh, more formal interview um, no that's great um, you know you answered everything uh, with honesty uh, and that's what I was looking for out of this episode this is the first kind of episode where I've actually spoken or folks have actually come on to say yes here's what I'm making flat-out here's what I'm making here's what we're doing uh, so I, I think it's gonna be a, a turn for this uh, for these interviews Uh, awesome. You already named a lot of the software uh, stuff that you use. So I want to jump into the lightning round.
1: All right. Ding, ding, ding. I'm ready. Ding,
0: ding, ding. Let me just pull, uh, pull this up right here.
1: I I just did a Wheel of Fortune interview last week, so I, I or audition, so I feel like oh, I'm awesome. back there now. Yeah, awesome. I don't think I got it. Uh, I'm <laughs> supposed to get an official letter, but I was one of the the first group cut. But it was a great experience, a lot of fun. That's uh, awesome. So Random
0: fact right there. Uh, there you go. <laughs> awesome. So the one plugin you cannot live without, besides your own.
1: The one plugin would probably be uh, WordPress SEO. Uh, it's it 's helped us it 's helped me learn what SEO is and does and you know over the years uh, but it really allows you to drill down and target each page or post on your site as probably everybody knows but uh, that would that 's definitely one of the standards and then gravity forms would be another one awesome
0: uh, a favorite WordPress or business book.
1: Oh, boy, I bought uh, the plug-in development book from, uh, oh, boy, uh, Justin Tadlock uh, nice. and yep. Brian, uh, Brad, Williams, Brad Williams, and there's a third person. Sorry, I forget <laughs> who the third person is, but that taught me a lot um, about the intricacies of plug-in development. Yep. Uh, and I should mention also that uh, Vladimir Privalak had a, a plug-in development book years ago that uh, was probably my first step uh, in, in getting to know what plugins can do.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That is one of the top recommended books. I actually had Brad on yesterday. Oh yeah. Uh, a quote you live or run your business by.
1: Hmm. Well, no quote specific other than to say honesty, honesty and transparency has, has gone a long way in building trust, and customers who love you and love your product and who promote you without you asking
0: uh... a the best business or career advice you've ever received
1: hmm well this is kind of a quote right so and i don't know who said it but it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission Hmm. so i spent a lot of time in building, you know, the the whole monetization thing again, uh, going well. Should I do this? Is this the right thing to do? And will people get mad at me and this and that? Uh, but I've learned you just do it if it feels right. Do it, and if it doesn't work, say you know, lesson learned, and and I'm sorry it didn't work out. Yep. Uh, so it, I think a lot of people get stifled with trying to make sure that they're doing the right thing, and then they end up not moving forward, not
0: doing anything right. Yeah. yeah. What's the longest a client project has ever taken?
1: Uh, oh, boy. Probably six months. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Uh,
0: if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be?
1: Uh, WordPress 3.6. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really, because I, I'm, I'm so happy with, you know, and I'm not, uh, I'm a WordPress fanboy, of course, but I'm so happy with the platform and it's, it's become so extensible that uh, I, I don't have any interest in switching. Awesome.
0: Uh, who should I interview next?
1: Oh, boy. Oh, uh, wow. I'm on the spot a little bit. There's so many good people out there. Have you, uh, have you interviewed Pippin? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, have you interviewed Rob from Real Fat Media?
0: No, I have not.
1: He's a good guy. Yeah, uh, he, he chimes
0: in on Twitter a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, who else? Boy. Uh... Man, I should have had a I should have had this ready. That's okay. Lightning that's part that's There's the so many
0: fun of the lightning round.
1: <laughs> there's so many cool people. Uh, how about how about Yost? How about Juice?
0: No, I have not done him. I have not gone after him yet.
1: That'd be a good one. I shall. Or um, here we go. How about Chris Weigman okay. from Better WP Security. Awesome. And also from Bit51.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Uh, what's the one question that I didn't ask you that I should have?
1: Hmm. Do I have any special party tricks?
0: <laughs> do you have any special party tricks?
1: I do. Uh, I have an artificial left eye. Really? And I do. And uh, I can touch it and move it and wow. I can take it out too, but we'll save that for late night word camp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. You should go on to the DRADcast, uh, which is run by uh, Brad and Dre Meta. Uh, right. And uh use that as your wordpress uh your WordPress party trick uh,
1: well, we'll that's awesome. i I just might <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, one final question I didn't want to steal the thunder from your ending comment from the from the formal round. Is there a uh WordPress business that's doing it right that you say these guys are really doing it I, I want to go after them
1: well uh you know i keep I, I don't want to keep hounding on uh our, our integration with WP Engine or our use of their service. But I remember when they first launched and I signed up with them. Uh, it was at WordCamp Phoenix. I think I had a, I got a free account from uh, uh, Trafton there. And I went in and I thought, oh, this it's cool, but this does not make sense to me, you know, the back end. Uh, but seeing how they've grown so fast and seeing how they're They've focused so much on support and then the redesign of their back end now. That's what I would like to emulate, right? So you continually – I used to be in manufacturing back in the day, and that's called continuous process improvement, right? So you, you take feedback from your customers or um, you, you analyze the data. Uh, something I learned at Amazon, data metrics is everything. Look at everything uh, and, and how it's going and start to streamline and change things and adapt, so if, if that's, again, if I could emulate, uh, we're, we're going to keep adapting and making things better.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous interview. Uh, I'd love to get you back to talk about some of the other nooks and crannies, uh, but we'll save that after your launch and check back in with you to see how you're uh, uh, doing with the, with the business. Uh, so where can folks find you on the web to say Thanks.
1: Well, they can find us at uh, fooplugins.com, of course, and I am on Twitter as WPModder, and Brad is on Twitter as ThemeUrgency, and also ThemeUrgency.com.
0: Awesome. Adam, tremendous, tremendous interview. Folks, if you want to stay in touch with these interviews, mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe. uh, The number one WordPress business podcast on the web, at least to my knowledge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're agreed. Yeah, awesome. All right,
0: Adam, thanks for doing the show.
1: Thanks so much, Matt. Take care.
0: Take care.